are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Well, the title of my message this morning is Do Not Be Afraid, or directly from the Scripture, Fear Not. Amen. I'm going to read from Isaiah, first of all, Isaiah 43, uh, verses 1 and 2. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Father, I just pray that you will bless your word to our hearts today. Holy Spirit, do a work that only you can do. And we give you honor and glory and praise and thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. There's one thing that I want you to know this morning about our Heavenly Father. All of his children are special. Every one of us is special to him. Amen? He loves us all the same. He's not a respecter of persons. The Bible tells us that. He's no respecter of persons. That means he don't treat some better than he do others. All you have to do is believe in him. Believe his word. Trust his word. This scripture is applicable to you and I today. Although it was written to Israel many, many years ago, it is still applicable to us today. He said, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Well, he has redeemed you and I as well. We've been redeemed. Listen to what 1 Peter 1.18 says. Knowing that you were not Redeem with corruptible things like silver or gold from the aimless conduct received by tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The spotless lamb of God shed his blood so that you and I could be redeemed. That means we could be brought back to God, to a right relationship with Jesus Christ. So don't be afraid. He has promised to be with us. Amen? He has promised that. Okay, first of all, my first point is ours is a walk of faith. You can't be born again without faith. You have to believe in a God who loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son that if you would believe in him, you could have eternal life. Amen? 
Anytime that we walk in fear, we are definitely not walking in faith. Because if we're walking in unbelief, therefore, Romans uh, 5.1 says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There it is again, justified by faith. We have to believe that the Bible says that we are justified. If the Bible says it, we have to believe it. And if we believe it, that's faith. Faith is believing what God's Word says. Okay? Anything other than believing God's Word is positive thinking. Amen? It's no good to be positive if you don't have something to base your positivity upon. The Word of God is truth, so we base our, our faith upon His Word. Now, people come to faith in Jesus Christ in many different ways, okay? Some have a tremendous emotional response. They'll weep before the Lord. Tears, big tears, real genuine tears flow down their face because they realize how, how far away from God they have been and how gracious God is to forgive them of all their sin. While others have no visible emotion at all, very little emotional experience. But usually, if you're an emotional person, that emotional will, will come out when you ask Christ into your heart. An emotional experience, however, has little to do with the reality of a person's conversion, of coming to Jesus Christ. Christianity is a walk of faith, not of feeling. You don't go by how you feel. You go by what God's Word has said. And when that truth becomes a reality in your heart and you realize that you're a sinner and you need Jesus and you ask him to come into your heart, you are born again. Abraham was a man of faith. His faith is a life lesson for every born-again Christian. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, we read, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Now, the text here begins with three words, after these things. Now, of course, if you've never read the Bible, you don't know what these things are. So, just in case we've got someone here that have never read the story, I'm just going to give you just a little bit of a background. A lot of things has happened in the previous chapter. An army of four kings, powerful kings, have attacked and conquered Sodom. Most of you have heard of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Well, this is Sodom, and, and four kings have come and attacked them. In the process, Adam's nephew, Lot, was taken captive. And the word got back to Abraham that this had happened. And Abraham went after those four kings to rescue his nephew Lot, who was taken captive. He went after those four kings with 318 men. It was a courageous 
act of faith. He had caught the army by surprise and defeated it and rescued Lot. Now, those 318 men were people of his employ. These were his employees. They were servants. They were people who looked after his cattle and his sheep and his goats. They were people who tilled the land for him, all of these things. But they went out and they defeated four kings by a miracle. So by faith, Abraham had accomplished the impossible. By faith. Now, that's how things get done in the kingdom of God, in the family of God, with you and I, in our churches and in our homes. Those of us who believe God, it is by faith. If you read Hebrews chapter 11, we call it the faith chapter. You will see how 113 men can defeat a four-king army. You will see that we, how we can have victory in the name of Jesus by faith. And Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, Without faith it is impossible. Say that with me impossible to please God. You cannot please God unless you exercise faith. Faith is a kingdom principle, a kingdom of God principle. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 29, two blind men come to Jesus. And, and Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, they said, we want to receive our sight. And Jesus asked them, he said, do you believe that I can do this? And they said, yes, Lord. And Jesus said, be it unto you according to your faith. According to your faith, be it unto you. How do you believe this morning? What are you believing for? According to your faith, it will be done. Israel crossed the Jordan by faith. And the Bible says that during that time, uh, the Jordan was overflowing all of its banks. It was flood season. It was in the spring. It was after that was when the snows began to, uh, to uh, melt up in the mountains and was coming down. Now, we, we, we know about that. I mean, just a, a little while ago, I was listening to the news in Texas, and, and a reporter was there. And he was, he was showing us on the screen a stream that normally was six feet wide had now become a half a mile wide because of the flash flood that had taken place there. The walls of Jericho came down after seven days of walking by faith around that wall every day and on the seventh day, seven times, and then they gave a shout, and the walls came crumbling down. David conquered Goliath by faith. He set an army of men and, uh, to, to flight just by a, a slingshot and, and, and some five smooth stones. Abraham conquered those four kings by faith, and Jesus said, in Matthew chapter 9, 23, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. 
That is powerful, my friends. That's from the Word of God. That's not from some writer, some great writer. This is not from some great pastor or great evangelist. This is strictly from the Word of God, and this is what we report. This is what we report to you in our churches on a Sunday morning, that all things are possible if you can believe. Let's look, uh, secondly, at, at faith versus fear. God's response to Abraham after these things suggests that maybe he was having a what-have-I-done feeling. Have I, uh, maybe I have uh, alienated those powerful kings. If so, they're going to be coming after me. Maybe he was saying, I was lucky. And if he would correct them and say, you were blessed, brother Abraham. But maybe he thought it won't go so well for me. I caught them by surprise and they're going to retaliate. Do you know that feeling? Can you relate to that feeling? Have you ever st stepped out and did something beyond yourself? Have you ever trusted God and then started to second-guess yourself? What have I done? Did you, really, you, did you really hear from the Lord? You think, well, maybe I was, it was just my imagination. Maybe I was presuming too much. Do you know that it's possible to be full of faith one moment and the next to be in a state of panic? James said, let that not that man expect anything from the Lord. Don't expect to receive if you're great like that. You've got to be in faith. But faith is not based upon how you feel. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Not by natural sight, not by what you see. Everything can look good and you say, oh man, we're going to go with this. It looks good. But what are you seeing with? What are you looking at? Are you looking with your physical eyes? If you are, you may be disappointed. But if you can see this in the spirit, that's a whole different thing. You see, you see it in your spirit before you hold it in your hand. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5.17, we walk not by faith, by sight. And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, now faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is substance and evidence. And you see it before you even receive it. Now, how do we know that this is true? Pastor, you've been reading some of those flaky books. <laughs> Have you been listening to some of those tapes? Well, I listen to them sometimes, but I, 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 gain, I gaze everything upon, I gauge everything upon what the Word of God says. And this is what Jesus said, Mark chapter 11, 24. Therefore, I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Amen? Now, that's what Jesus said. I don't care what anyone else says. I'm going to believe Jesus. Even if I can't understand it, I'm still going to believe it. 
Amen? And so, this leads Peter to say in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, by his stripes you were healed. You were healed. By his stripes you were healed. And he was quoting Isaiah, the prophet, who was looking ahead to Calvary in Isaiah 53 and 5, and this is what Isaiah wrote, and this is what, this is what Peter was quoting from. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Uh, Isaiah 53, verse 5. You don't have that in the note in your, in your, uh, in your uh, bulletin, I don't think. Uh, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement or the punishment for our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. We are healed. Amen? Now, the thing is that the prophet Isaiah was looking forward to what Christ, he was talking about Christ, okay? And he was looking forward to what was going to happen on the cross, and he could say in faith, by his stripes we are healed. But Peter now is on the other side of the cross, and he can say, by his stripes, we were healed. Amen? Praise the Lord. That is powerful for anyone who is looking for healing today. If I cease to be led by the Spirit, I will walk in the flesh. Anytime I cease to be led by the Spirit, I will walk in the flesh. And it is in this state of anxiety that the Lord speaks to the spirit of Abraham and, and reason relies on human ability to fix things. Now, this is what I did. I went out and I conquered them. I caught them by surprise. But how am I going to conquer them when they come towards me? When they attack sometime in the night, when we're all asleep, when we are just not expecting it. But you see, God has the answer to all of the what ifs in our lives. What if I don't get a job soon? What if they, they start harassing me to take back my, they're going to take back my car because I can't make any more payments? What about if they're going to foreclose on my mortgage because I can't pay my mortgage anymore? What if, what if, what if? But God says, I am your great and exceeding reward. God says, I'm going to look after you. God says, you don't have to worry. And we need to believe in God. God gave Abraham what he needed. The Bible says that the word of the Lord came to him. Maybe that's what somebody here needs today. Maybe you need to hear a word from God, God speaking to you by his Holy Spirit as this message is going forth. Maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and you're saying, Amen. God is going to take care of me. God is speaking to your heart and he's saying, Don't worry, everything is going to be okay. Word of the Lord can come to us in many ways. 
In this case, it came in a vision. And God still speaks in supernatural dreams and visions. Joel chapter 2, 28 says, And it shall come to pass after that, or in the last days, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Every child of God should be in tune with him and saying, Lord, show me some things. When I close my, when I close my eyes on my pillow tonight, give me a dream. Lord, give me a vision. Give me a night vision. Give me a vision as I'm praying. Help me to see what you see. Help me to see it in my spirit. At least 500 years later, Peter quotes Joel as fulfillment of the prophecy. In Acts chapter 2, verse 16, he said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is what Joel was talking about. On the day of Pentecost, people were being baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were praising God in tongues that they had never learned. And this same Spirit, same Holy Spirit, is empowering and working in and through believers today, people who believe in Jesus Christ, just a simple faith, just believing what his word says and not doubting it, are seeing all kinds of things happen in their lives and for their families, meeting the needs that they have. Sometimes God speaks to us through a sermon or a teaching or even while we're reading the, the Bible. He speaks spirit to spirit, but you need to know his voice. Listen to me now. Some people will go come to you and say, the Lord told me, but they haven't looked into the Bible for weeks or months. How can God tell you when you are not in communicating with him? You see, the Lord speaks spirit to spirit. He speaks into your spirit. That's the things that we take to the bank. That's the things that we, that we, we are certain of, we are sure of. The things that God speaks into our spirit. But you need to be aware that the devil speaks into your mind. And when he speaks into your mind, the mind is the battle soul of the battle ground of the soul. And that's where you get all of the what-if pictures. That's where all of the horrible things that will never happen to the child of God is, pro is programmed into your mind. And you need to know that God speaks to your spirit. And the spoken word must line up with the written word. Somebody prophesies to you, and it sounds very strange. Check it out with the Word. Because usually God is going to speak into your heart and he's going to be speaking things into your heart. And when somebody comes to you with a prophecy, it is going to be a confirmation that God is speaking, that you are hearing spirit to spirit. Amen? So we need to be people who not only hear the Word, but we are doing the Word as well. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And that is what we need. 
We need to hear the Word of God because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Abraham was in desperate need of a word from God, and God gave it to him. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield and exceeding great reward. Well, now this is going to be fun. Four minutes. <clears throat> Fear is a tormenting emotional state. It's not from God. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. But just as damaging is the more subtle form of fear that we call worry. Worry is fear. Jesus told us not to worry about even the basic things of life, like food and shelter. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added on to you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Worry accomplishes nothing but unbelief. Be anxious for nothing, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. With thanksgiving. When you pray, pray with thanksgiving. That's a sign of faith. Lord, I thank you for that job. By the way, brother, just stand up quick to you who got the job. This man got a job this week, amen? Amen. And how long were you looking for that job? Long? A long time. Many months, right? Many years. <laughs> praise the Lord. Well, you see, God gives us favor, amen? So praise the Lord for that. Now, where was I? We need to decide to pray instead of worry. Give God thanks for what he has promised. Thank him for his faithfulness and what he has done and what he's doing and what he's going to do. Amen? You've just got to believe in God. Don't doubt him. If his word says it, believe it, stand upon it, and expect it to happen. Amen. Amen. Faith gives victory over fear. The Red Sea was in front of Moses and the children of Israel. And Moses said, do not fear. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Miracles happen in the midst of crisis. Just when things look like you're going to go under. Just like when it looks like you're going to lose. God comes through for the man or the woman that will dare to trust him. That will call upon him in faith. God gave Abraham the best reason in the world not to fear. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Brother Ernie, wherever you're at, you can come. Maybe you face fear of not having enough. This is a very real time in, uh, uh, in, the, in the financial crisis that we find ourselves in right now. Fear dominates the minds of men and women in our society today. It's a big part of our economic problem. Many are afraid that they won't have enough. And it's very real. And for the one who has plenty, it's hard to understand what some of our people are going through today. Many people are to a point where they say, 
I can't afford to tithe. You can't afford not to. Amen. Thank you, sister. Praise the Lord. I got one person that agrees with me. I said, she said, you can't afford not to. How many agree with that? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But uh, you see, there is value in common sense and prudence. But I'm talking about a spirit of fear, a paralyzing fear, fear that prevents you from, from uh, uh, applying the truth of God's Word to your heart, to your life, to your situation, to your problems. God has not given us that kind of a spirit, a spirit of fear and anxiety. Abraham refused an opportunity of a lifetime, a fortune. Only God would get the credit for making him wealthy. He, he, he said as much to the king. If you give me all of this spoil from this battle, then you'll be able to say, I made Abraham rich. But people will only say, in all the eons of time, as long as time will last, people in pulpits will declare that God made Abraham rich. Amen? And that's what God wants to get the glory in your life as well. Amen. God has already told Abraham that he's going to take care of him. I'm one minute over. Praise the Lord. But we're almost through. We're almost through. God has already told Abraham that he's going to take care of him. And he has made some powerful promises to you and I. Amen. We've got to believe those promises. God is not just saying, I'll give you financial security. He's talking about your healing for your body. He's talking about restoration for your marriage. He's talking about restoration in your family. He's talking about good things for you so that you will prosper in all areas of your life, not just in the financial uh, arena. God is not just saying you're going to make it. God is saying you will overflow with blessing. I am your exceeding and great reward. Amen. But we must apply the word to receive the promise. You're not only going to be blessed, but you're going to be a blessing to others. Can you believe that for your own self? Can you believe that for your life? Can you believe that for your family today? Then why don't you just come out of that limited box of survival, just getting through, just getting by, and allow the Holy Spirit to minister into your life? We're living in perilous times, that's true. But there's no reason to fear. Two scriptures and I'm through. Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is the light of my life, my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Amen. And listen to this one. Psalm 46, 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. You see, God is our exceedingly great reward. Folks, don't live in fear. Don't walk in fear. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Let him be the captain and the guide of your life. Above everything else, 
Don't listen to those who talk negatively. Don't listen to those who say that the day of miracles are past. Believe in a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. The Lord bless you today. If you've got a need in your life, if you want prayer, God is here. The Holy Spirit is here to minister to your heart and to your life today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace both now and forevermore. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.